Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champions? We're still here winning leagues one day at a time. I'll never win one league, though. <laughs> never I win mean, my home league. It's never going to happen. No. I mean, I will. You won't. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll let you be the commissioner and see how many times you win. Uh, yeah, that, maybe that's the, uh, that's that's it, the curse. The commissioner curse. Uh, it is Tuesday, May 19th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Um, we got some interesting stuff to get into in this episode. We got news, uh, as always, on Tuesdays. And we have injured wide receivers slash running backs to target or avoid. So uh, we'll discuss what that means in a minute. But before we jump into the news, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the fantasy champions. And you can like us at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. Um, subscribe wherever you listen. It helps us. It helps grow our account. We want to help you bring, I mean, we want to help you win your fantasy championships and bring you uh, hard hitting fantasy football analysis, but we can't do that without your support. So please do that. Um, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. Um, and let's hop right into the news before we do. If you are a, if you are a, uh, a writer and you love fantasy football and you want to combine the two, uh, go over to our Twitter account or our Instagram account and DM us with your information and uh, send us an article, a little article that you've written before. And uh, you, might, you, might be, you might be on the team of writers for the fantasy champions. So please do that. Um, let's get to the news. You ready for the news? Yeah, let's do it. So free agent uh, LaShawn McCoy said he could see himself in Philly. Please don't do that, Philly. For the sake of me and my Miles Sanders shares, please don't do that. Okay, so I actually wouldn't hate that necessarily just because I don't think McCoy would do anything in Philly. Uh, yeah. Because they're going to uh, probably add a running back anyway. Because bro, I don't want none of Miles that. Miles Sanders and what, what was that? I'd rather have I'd rather have Miles Sanders by himself. Oh, well, yeah. In an mean, ocean of I nothing. Like every, everyone would, but they're going to add somebody just like a depth piece. Well, what scares they, me is that like LaShawn McCoy and Devonta Freeman and some other guys are out there in free agency just waiting see, to be signed. See, that's the thing. Like if, if they signed Devonta Freeman, I would be scared for that. McCoy, yeah. I wouldn't be that scared. I don't think they would use LaShawn McCoy that much. Like, he'd get, like, five carries a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think McCoy's probably... I don't think McCoy's going to sign anywhere, to be honest with you, but... Yeah, I don't think he will either. Um, the Bucks quarterback coach, Clyde Christensen, he said that uh, he thinks that he's going to see Bruce Arians' offense with a, with a little Brady influence. Um, yeah. That scares me a little bit. The whole offense is just going to be Bruce Arians, or the offensive game plan is going to be Bruce Arians and Tom Brady every week. Yeah. Like they're just going to be in a room sure. together talking about it. Um, and then, Why does uh, it scare you? Uh, just because it's not, like everyone talks about Brady's a system quarterback, and I'm not going to say he is, and I'm not going to say he isn't, but if it's not Brady's offense and it's Bruce, Bruce Arians, I don't know how effective it's going to be for Brady because he, he works in one way, and that's Brady. Well, I think that's why Brady's going to have say in the offense. This doesn't he sound doesn't like know. he's going to have say. Well, he has it sounds like it's going to be Bruce's offense with a Brady twist. Yes, <laughs> they're so going to add like in. They're going to add in dump offs. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, did you see that uh, Brady was working out with uh, the boys yesterday? He's working out no. with uh, Gronk wasn't there, but he was working out with Mike Evans. He's working. I didn't put it in the uh, the news notes. Oh, he did. He did. I did. Uh, it was Mike Evans, OJ Howard, and uh, five other teammates, uh, none of them including Chris Godwin. So the fantasy community is now up in arms that uh, Chris Godwin's going downhill. <laughs> or Godwin just couldn't yeah. make it because he's in quarantine or something. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so Brady is, he had a two-hour throwing session with those guys. Uh, the other guys uh, were Scotty Miller, their slot receiver, white guy. Uh, Brady loves his white guys for some reason. Um, and uh, Slot dudes. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Cameron Breit and yep, Cameron one other guy whose name is... Oh, it was Dare Ogumbawale who had his fair share of fantasy uh, relevance last year in the preseason. <laughs> uh, one Everyone of those guys. freaked out and then he turned into nothing. So anyway, uh, so Brady worked out with those guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bucks. I don't know. that. And then the other report from Bleacher Report was that Tom Brady's uh, throws were, quote, live, unquote. So it has begun. They were. What does that mean? Yeah, what does anything people report in the off season mean? <laughs> Especially in May, while yeah. everyone's in quarantine. Um, one thing that I thought when I heard that though was that uh, Brady does really well uh, when he's comfortable. So um, you know whether whether that's in real football games where you, you know they have pocket protection or just like he's happy in, in his environment, he plays a lot better. Uh, so I think this year he might play a little bit better due to his environment, but then at the same time, their offensive line isn't good. So <laughs> we'll see. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so uh, the Falcons offensive coordinator, Dirk Cutter, who I still can't figure out why he has an NFL job at this point, said that Todd Gurley, uh, the main question for him is that uh, no one seems to know what his health status is. Great, great news, Dirk. That's Thank definitely you. the thing you want to say. Yeah. When you just sign yeah. your quote unquote starting running back. <laughs> Is he healthy? Uh, we don't know. We we don't know. We don't know <laughs> at all. That's why we signed him. That's why. You, right. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> kind of done with this. Kind of done with the Falcons at this point. Like I love I love like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and Matt yeah. Ryan and Todd Gurley. I love them all, but I just it's so annoying. D- Dirk Cutter is such a terrible coach to be honest with you, but he throws it 600 times, so that's good for fantasy, I guess. Yeah, it is good for fantasy. Uh, Mike Tomlin uh, says that James Conner is a featured guy and a proven runner when he's healthy. Uh, mm. I think the perfect, uh, I mean, I think the uh, the biggest part of that sentence is when healthy. Um, yeah. So true. I don't know if Mike Tomlin wants to use him as that guy. Um, I mean, I think he does. Like, they didn't really. He wants to. It's just a matter of looking at it and saying, is he going to be healthy? And and if I they look they added, at it, go ahead. I just I was just going to say I think they added insurance so that this yeah. year if Connor does get injured they'll be ready right. this time unlike mm-hmm. last year. But I think as long as Connor stays healthy he'll still be the featured. Back. I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between whether I think James Connor is going to be good or bad because his ADP is good right now. Um, it's great. So you can you can snag him really cheap, and you might end up with a guy that gets 250, 300 carry, uh, not carries, but uh, touches overall, mm-hmm. like a Le'Veon Bell workload. The question is, does he stay healthy, and do they feel like they need to pull back the workload a little bit because he isn't staying healthy? Because he's good when he's out there, but he's more injury prone than Le'Veon Bell ever was. So I think they're they're 
while saying that James Conner is the guy, they're looking for another guy to kind of jump into that role. Uh, the Le'Veon Bell-like role that can stay healthy most of the time. But yeah, I, I think they like him and they want him to be the, the guy, but injuries are always going to be a concern. So that that could either mean, A, that they're working with him to stay healthy, or B, that they're like, we love him, but he's just not healthy enough. Right. So yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers wants to follow in Tom Brady's footsteps and play in his 40s. Uh, okay. I think that's because they drafted Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's he was like, I want to retire at 38. You guys can get a new quarterback. And then, and then they drafted Jordan love and he was like, frick you. I'm playing Before in my forties and I'm going to go sign with the freaking Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, exactly. Before the Patriots drafted Garoppolo, Brady would didn't have like the, I'm playing till I'm 45 mindset. Yeah. He was more just like, oh yeah. Is that, does um, that excite you at all? That Rodgers is going to play into his forties. Yeah. Um. No. Not really, not really, but it does kind of intrigue me because I don't think he'll be playing with the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When is the contract out? I think it's like two years, right? Yeah, I think two years. I think that I think when his contract is up, he's going to be gone. The Packers are not very shy in their uh, and they might trade him before in moving on from franchise quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Who they think are old and decrepit, so. We'll see. Especially um, if they think love is ready. Like in a oh, year yeah. Or two from yeah, now. for sure. For sure. Uh, Anthony Lynn said the Chargers considered signing free agent Cam Newton. So if he said that they considered it, I would think that they're still considering it. But I'm, do they really like Tyrod Taylor that much that they won't sign Cam Newton? I, I mean, you've got to be I kidding me. I guess so. He, he, hey, he was good in practice, right? That's what, oh, that's yeah. What let's go. Like, Cam Newton was good in, in real life. Practice. Won an MVP. Oh, dude, this is this getting ridiculous on Cam Newton. He's like, I'll be a backup, and everyone's like, No, he's not going to sign with. I don't. I've already come to terms that he's not going to sign with the team until training camp. Yeah, until that's a like long a quarterback time, gets hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think he. W- I mean, if he signs beforehand, then great. But yeah, I'm prepared mentally. Uh, Frank Reich said it would be it wouldn't surprise me if there's a game where Naheem Hines catches ten passes. So that's on the f- wonderful for on, Jonathan on the Taylor. front yeah. of on the front of Naheem Hines, there is there is rumors floating around. There's a little there's some some birdies tweeting on the Twitters that uh, Naheem Hines might be an Austin Eckler like player. I've been t- I've been saying this, and um, I wasn't sure. If I if I believed it, because I kind of wanted Jonathan Taylor to be that, but uh, I don't. I mean, if he starts getting outrageous, and by outrageous I mean like an eighth round pick, I'm I'm out of it. But yes. I think Naheem Hines is a perfect late round stash, uh, and a guy that might end up being a lot better than people expect. I I don't think he's going to get ten catches in a game, <clears throat> but he could be very he could very well catch sixty passes next year. And yeah. in, in, you know, happy PR and PPR leagues, that is, that's pretty good. So the problem is, is that all he's going to do is that. So he's not really <laughs> going to be a startable player from week to week. Uh, but I think he's going to be just that. Now, the big thing for me in this whole scenario is that you have the Jonathan Taylor truthers who are screaming Jonathan Taylor from the rooftops. Um, I love Jonathan Taylor and you know that, but they're screaming yeah. Jonathan Taylor from the rooftops and they're like, this guy's going to be the star. You have to draft him in redraft. He's the only guy that's going to be good. And then on the other side of it, you got what's left of the Marlon Mack fans saying, no, Marlon Mack's still there. Marlon Mack. And then you get the one, two punch reports. And the reality is Naheem Hines is just sitting right in the middle. 
Yeah, I'm so, avoiding everybody in this backfield at this point. I know it's going to be great football wise. Like they're going to have a real great backfield, but fantasy wise, I don't love it at all. Uh, Nathan gross. Hines is going to get involved a lot in the passing mm-hmm. game as he did in the past. And remember, I've used this example too. Philip Rivers loves throwing to running backs. He loves checkdowns. Yeah. Austin Eckler had over 90 catches last year. I'm not saying Nathan Hines is going to do that because there's too many guys in that offense. But like you said, 60 catches, I mean, I could very easily get behind that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I uh, it, it concerns me very much. So I think we'll get more clarity on Jonathan Taylor later in the season and into next year. Um, I think he's going to be a great second year running back. But as far as sure. this year is concerned, I have no excitement whatsoever about Jonathan yeah. Taylor's prospects unless Marlon Mack gets hurt. Uh, or traded or cut or something, which I think is a reasonable possibility. But uh, you don't have to waste draft capital on Jonathan Taylor if he's going to not play well the first five weeks of the season and then get dropped. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, there's no reason to waste your time. So, um, Tom, uh, the Athletics Connor Hughes uh, suggests that the Jets can't wait to unleash Chris Herndon. <sighs> Let's go. Chris Herndon 2.0 again. Yeah, let's do it. If Chris Herndon gets hurt this year, I quit. I quit yeah, no, all the fantasy gets, football. If he gets hurt again, they're, they're, <laughs> like, they're probably going to cut him. Let's go, Herndon. We talked about Herndon almost every week. He's going to be on the waiver wire to start the year because nobody's going to draft him. Yep. So you know what that means. Snatch Number up one, Chris week Herndon. one waiver wire pickup. Yeah, dude. Chris Herndon. Snatch up Chris Herndon. Um, all right. Let's move into our uh, injured wide receivers and running backs to target or avoid. It's a, it's a mouthful to say that, really. But the goal is we are going to list out uh, three wide receivers, three running backs, and we're going to tell you whether or not we target, we're going to target them in drafts or completely avoid them altogether in drafts um, based on uh, injury, history, and uh, other such nonsense. So let's start with the wide receiver position. And we'll start with Mr. Alshon Jeffrey. I'm confused on Alshon, to be honest with you, but go ahead. I'm going to get my thoughts together on Alshon. I'm kind of in the same boat as you where I, this one's a hard one for me because I originally was going to say avoid, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm kind of leaning towards target right now. Okay. Um, Partly due to his ADP. A lot of people are very down on Alshon Jeffrey. Always. Uh, yeah, but like almost every he's tip, year, he, he, people are always down on him, but he still gets drafted in like the fifth round. Yeah, um, what's his ADP? His ADP is one fifteen. So oh, wow, yummy, dude. That's yeah. That's very. That's what is that? Like that's the eleventh round. Eleventh round. Yeah. yeah. So to me, if Alshon Jeffrey is there in the eleventh round, I'm targeting mm, him. Yeah. Um, the obviously the Eagles' offense last year had a lot of injuries. Uh, with that wide receiver group. Yeah. Um, And that Alshon Jeffrey was involved in that, but also he was the only guy out there for times and that didn't help him either. Yeah. Um, But now with Jalen Rieger there, who is, I think going to be decent, but he's a rookie wide receiver. So he's not going to get a lot of targets. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Jackson coming back, who is, who is good when he played last year, but he's a very old man coming off injuries. Um, I think Alshon Jeffrey is still probably the number one wide receiver Mm -hmm. on that team. Uh, and I think Carson Wentz is in line for a good, another good year. So I think if you get Al- Alshon Jeffrey in the 11th round, I think yeah. that's someone you got to target. I think the whole Eagles situation last year 
um, was relatively interesting in terms of people thought they had no wide receivers when they really had two very good wide receivers who just who's um, two very good wide receivers who just couldn't stay on the field. Um, right. So over the course of his, you know, at last, basically what happened with him uh, is that he had to, he, I think he played towards the end of the season. Um, but he had a, um, a midfoot sprain and had to get surgery, yeah. uh, on it during the off season, which is a six to nine month recovery time. Um, he's had leg and foot problems. Uh, he had leg and foot problems all last season. Um, the only other injury he dealt with was in 2018's preseason with a shoulder strain. So, um, at least in the last two years, I should say, but the guy has had a plethora of injuries <laughs> over yeah, the course of his career. He is Which the pres- concerns me. Right. Uh, but he is the presumptive number one wide receiver for the Eagles. Um, there are reports out of Philadelphia that they want to make him a major part of the offense. Um, and this is from an in- insider who writes for the Eagles. So if he ends up being that major part to the offense that they want, then, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking like 120, 130, 140 targets for, you know, a guy who has shown that he can be extremely successful. But we've talked about this over and over and over again with Alshon Jeffrey that he has this ability to be, you know, a high-end wide receiver one and and do very good things. And now he's 30 years old. Yeah. And it's he's, like... He's kind of getting old it's, now. He's not having much success with Carson Wentz. But the big thing that I noticed, too, last year, he in the nine games he played, he was being targeted eight times a game. He um, was. He got, he got targeted a lot last year when he played. So uh, he had, I think it was 1.7 fantasy points per target, which is not great, but it's it's pretty good. And he had some 20-plus point PPR fantasy outings. So um, he had some games where he was very good, and then he had some games where he was just trash. But I think the big thing is is just getting him the ball and having more consistency. And like you said, they, had, they still have Deshaun Jackson. They added Jalen Rieger. I think it's going to open up their offense a lot more. And they, they still have Zach Ertz. And um, who's the other clown on the tight end? Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Um, and Miles Sanders. So I think their offense and their offensive line is still good. So offensively, they are good. But the question is, can he stay healthy? And that is where I, I kind of draw a little bit of a line. Um is he a player for you that you want to target this year or are you just going to be outright? I know it's, we have to draw a line in the sand. Are you going to target him? Or are you going to avoid him this year? I'll talk. I'm going to target him unless he gets okay. overvalued. Um, but as of right now mm-hmm. and where he's getting drafted, I'll tar- I'd definitely target him. Yeah, I would say I agree. If he starts moving into that, you know, sixth, seventh round range, it mm-hmm. is a little bit more concerning. Yeah, for me. that's yeah. Then I'm kind of um, iffy about it too. But I think there are so many wide receivers right now that it, it's it's going to be a wash. You know what I mean? Like it, I don't think he's going to make it that high. So um, he does have to take a step forward and stay healthy. But outside of that, I mean, he he's he's probably going to end up being, um, you know, at least a mid range wide receiver too next year. Uh, if he stays healthy on the field the whole season, because he's the wide receiver one for the Eagles. I mean, there's no, there ain't is, no yeah. two ways about it. So let's move on to the next guy, AJ Green. Man, this guy has gone through the hellfire brimstone portion of his career. He is yeah. 31 years old. 
He has going to be 32 when the season starts. Going to be 32. He dealt with a toe sprain from week eight on in 2018. And then in the preseason, right after he got back and everyone's like, okay, here we go. AJ green. He, uh, he ended up he ended up having an ankle injury that needed to be repaired via surgery um and the recovery time i guess has been 4 to 6 months i don't know when he got the surgery i kind of forgot about that but um he, there's talks that he could have played last year yeah there's a lot of communication so. that he could have played last year um he had some decent games in 2018 he's he he was you know in 2018 he was a wide receiver one for the most part. I mean, in PPR, he had through the first eight weeks in the season, he had 20, 29, 10, 17, 17, 15, 18 and 18 in fantasy points. Then got hurt, tried to come back against Denver and didn't play again that season. So when he was on the field, right? Solid. He was very solid. The, the, <clears throat> the concern and the issue is, uh, Obviously, he's dealt with two foot injuries, which are he was the wide receiver one uh, seven over that time, by the way. Um, but he's dealt with two foot injuries in the last two seasons. And like mm. those are brutal for wide receivers. For wide, it's yeah. hard to recover from that. So um, I don't know really at this point how I feel about him. I like him as a. I guess a. I, I I don't know. What are your thoughts on AJ Green? I, I got to figure out if I actually okay, so want this guy. What I I've been tossing and turning on AJ Green for the last two weeks. Um, I'm gonna avoid AJ Green. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just saw his Mario, ADP, so I think I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna bring that up. He's he his ADP is 57 right now. 56, yeah. Six. Okay. Um, which is ahead of like DJ Moore, Odell Beckham. Uh, Juju, some guys like that. I'm not taking AJ Green anywhere near that. If he was in the Alshon Jeffrey range, um, like if he's an 11th round pick, I think then you're looking at a like if he's in the 11th round, then I think you're fine taking him there. And I would at that point be like, yeah, sure. Like I think I view him kind of in the sh- same level as Alshon Jeffrey. Um, yeah. So like going in like the fifth round, like to me that's just that's just too high for this guy who hasn't who didn't play at all last year. He's got a rookie quarterback. Okay. Uh, there's still Tyler Boyd on that team. There's mm-hmm. still John Ross when he's healthy, even though he hasn't had a full healthy season in his whole career. Yeah. But when healthy, he's very good. Um, they drafted T. Higgins, who we talked about the other day, could start week one. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's too many factors going into this for me right. for me to draft AJ Green in the fifth round. And he's a good player still, I think. But and then. You you also take into effect that he's coming off injury as well, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the big the big problem for me is is probably ADP and the injury concerns. I'm not saying AJ Green's going to be a bad player, right? Because I mean yeah. he was outstanding from up until the time that he got hurt. So, yeah. and, but he's 31 years old. He's had two foot injuries. He's in an offense that just changed their offensive system last year. They have a brand new quarterback. Um. And I'm not saying their offense is going to be bad, but I think they're just going in, you know, a much younger direction than they currently, uh, than AJ Green currently is. You know what I mean? So I, I think for him, he just, I don't know. I don't see how he fits. I think he's going to be good. I mean, would you be surprised if he's a low on wide receiver two next year? 
No, I would I would not be surprised if yeah. that happened. So that's that's kind of where I am on him is is that he is that low end wide receiver too. But um I just don't I don't see him getting any higher than that. And that's that's my problem with ADP fifty eight is that if you're getting a guy that you know is gonna be a wide receiver too, I'd rather take my sixth round pick and use it on a or seventh round pick or fifth round pick or whatever format you're in. I'd love to take that pick and use it on maybe a guy that's a little bit of a sleeper and somebody that's on the younger side that can actually provide me a good outlook when it comes to, you know, production in 2020. So for AJ Green, it's just, is, is it worth taking that? Like for me, the age and the amount of risk that you're taking on this guy it just doesn't add up for me. If he works out for some people, then great for the people that drafted him. But unless he's like an eighth, ninth round pick, I'm not drafting AJ green. Yeah. So I'll, I, I'll say I, avoid. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right. So we got one target and one avoid at the wide receiver position. Let's talk about Jarvis Landry. Um, he had hip surgery. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Hip surgery uh, during the off season. Yes. He had, he's coming off. Hips him and Odell, both of them, both Browns wide receivers have had surgery. Um, so in week seven, he got um, an ankle sprain. And that was really the only problem that was reported for him during the season. And then uh, a report came out that he needed hip surgery. So I would think that he played a lot of the season with some form of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just to clean up the hip. But anyway, he had some really great weeks last year. Um, yeah. and, and then he had some not so great weeks. And he was, I believe he was targeted. Let's see 138 times, 8.6 times per game in his 16 game season, number nine in the NFL in targets. And he caught 83 balls, which is number 12. So he had a very, this is probably the best season of Jarvis Landry's career. Um, yep. He outplayed Odell, <laughs> yeah. but the, the big, the big problem for me with Jarvis Landry is that, I, I think that this off, I don't know. Now I'm changing this, my this mind is, a little this bit. This is another tough one. This is another tough one. Okay, I was going to say, they got this new head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski was the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota Vikings like to throw it to a one, uh, Adam Thaline. So, you know, Jarvis Landry being in the slot, does he take over that role and continue getting 130, you know, 140 targets? The concern yeah. for me is that he wasn't nearly as efficient as he should be with 138 targets. Uh, what did he ended up? What did he, what did he end up finishing as last year? Was it? Oh, gosh, I'm, not sure. I'm looking it up now. He was the he wide receiver catches. 13. Yeah, wide receiver 13. So there were some guys that really outplayed him. But to be honest with you, in that Browns offense, um, we're going to see some changes this year. We're going to see some changes on. I haven't done my projections on the Browns yet, so I, I don't really know where I'm personally at on projecting for uh, play totals for the season. But if they run a yeah. system similar to Minnesota and run the football a lot, I'm going to think that they're not going to pass it more next year. If that's the case, Jarvis Landry probably won't get past 130 targets if he gets targeted that much at all. So I'm going to say right. avoid on Jarvis Landry for me personally, just because I don't like, I don't think the injury is going to be a concern for Jarvis Landry. I don't think it wasn't necessarily a full injury, but I don't think the surgery on his um, hip is going to be any problems next year. I think he'll be fine. I just don't see him being a fantastic player next year in general. Yeah, this one's hard for me. I keep going back and forth because 
you know, he had a great year last year, and I think he's still going to get a lot of catches um, in that offense. I think Baker had had probably the best connection with Landry out of all of the yeah players on that team. Um, he was just kind of his go to guy in third mm. down as well. So yeah, I do like that, but I. I keep going back and forth. He, he, right now, he's going, I think, end of the fifth round, mm. um, uh, sixth round. So that's like a little too high yeah, for me. Yeah, I think me. people are overvaluing um, him a little bit. I mean, he played, he was the 13th wide receiver last year. So, like, I, I and I don't think he's going to finish too much lower than, like, in that, mm-hmm. I think he'll finish around in that range again, maybe a little lower. Yeah. But you're right. With the Kevin Stefanski offense, I think their, their plan is going to be use Nick Chubb and use cream hunt more this year yeah um and run the football and they have two tight ends now austin hooper and a healthy david and joku that's going to take some touchdowns away too i do think baker yeah. mayfield's going to have a better year but um let's hope i also think odell might have a better year too yeah uh, so yeah i believe that i don't know like where landry it, it looks kinda... like to me that landry as 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 good as he was last year it looks to me like Landry is going to be the odd man out in the offense. You know, you just signed Austin Hooper to this ridiculous contract. You still have David and Joku, like you said. Yeah. I mean, Kareem Hunt's also in that offense. We can't forget about that. And he's a tremendous sure, yeah. pass, ca- pass catcher. Beast. So it's like, you know, and Odell was arguably two years ago the best wide receiver in football. So it's like, you know, I just don't, I see, like, you look at Jarvis Landry and it's like, you could be excited about him, but then it's like, where are the targets coming from? You know how good is he actually going to be? Was last season just a flash in the pan? I would say that it is. I don't know if it was necessarily a flash in the. Pan I don't think he sucks think, by any means. I, I just don't think the targets are going to be there. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know if the targets are going to be there either. Just ha- and I don't think they're going to run a, like I don't a lot of plays again. Like last year, I hated Derrick Henry, but I th- I thought Derrick Henry just completely sucked. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think Jarvis Landry sucks. I just don't. I don't think that fantasy wise, you don't know if he's going. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fit with what they do. I think he'll be good. I just don't think he'll be good enough where you should target. He ends up being him. a fifth round. Does pick. that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, like, I think he'll be, he'll be a good player. He's also 27 probably, years old, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like, he's still kind of in his prime. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think Baker likes the slot too. So I think he'll, he'll still yeah. get a decent amount of catches. Mm-hmm. He'll still get a decent amount of yards. Um, but he'll probably have about like yeah. five touchdowns. Does the, um, does the hip injury concern you with Jarvis Landry at all? Uh, not really. Okay. I'm not too concerned about his hip injury. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to running backs. Um, we're going to talk about Jordan Howard first. Last year, Jordan Howard, he actually, um, I think this is why I'm kind of hesitant on David Montgomery. And you're like, how does David Montgomery add up into this conversation? But uh, the Bears just suck at running the football because when Jordan Howard was playing last year for the Eagles, who have a much better offensive good. line, he was really good. Um, he had he had times where he was a very good player. Now, a lot of changes this offseason for Jordan Howard. He's going to the Miami Dolphins. He will play for them next year. Um, most likely, they didn't draft a running back, didn't really bring anyone in besides Matt Breda. So um, it is expected that Jordan Howard is going to be the guy in, um, yep. in Miami. Uh, unless Matt Breda is, I don't know. Matt Breda gets hurt every five minutes too. So, uh, but he had he had a shoulder injury last season uh, in week eleven, and it, it was said that it was a just a stinger, but it ended up being a little bit more than that. He came back and played, I believe, one game, and then he was shut down for the rest of the season. Um, no, mm-hmm. he he did not come back. 
Um, he was active for one game, but didn't get a touch. So, um, yeah, he did not. He played weeks one through nine. He had a relatively decent go about. I think it was an RB2 mid-range to low end. Um, but then, you know, shoulder injury, and he missed basically the rest of the season. Does the injury, first off, does the injury, shoulder injury concern you at all? Uh, not necessarily. I think injury mm-hmm. history concerns me more than that. Okay. Um, but the shoulder itself doesn't really concern me. Okay. It doesn't look like he's had too many injuries over his career, but he he hasn't really. Uh, but yeah, and we in his first year he had a, a I don't remember what it was, but he had a, a minor uh, ankle injury, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he's also played through a few like small stuff in his career, but he you, he never has had a major injury. Okay, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I, I mean, um, I'm trying to see right now what round he's going in um, just to get. Yeah, I would like to know that, too. That. That's what see. I was looking for. Uh, his ADP is 110. So uh, he also has the 27th hardest schedule in the league. <laughs> One of those AFC East uh, schedules. But um, so I think in the 12th round, Jordan Howard's okay. Um, he's still 25 years old. Not really a lot of problems with injuries. Um, they're confirming that uh, his shoulder is 100% healthy. So he should be good. Um, the only concern for me is how good or bad that Miami Dolphins offense is, because if he does start and he does get 250 touches in some way, shape or form, he has some value in fantasy. Um, yeah. And if you're getting that many touches in the 12th round, it's definitely worth drafting him. So he's a guy that I'm targeting if he stays between rounds 10 to 15. But outside of that, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not super excited about Jordan Howard. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like insanely excited about him because I do think that dolphins offense is kind of capped. Uh, I know they've made some improvements, especially well, to not excited about Tua. I like Tua. I don't know about his rookie season. And I also don't know if he's going <laughs> to play. Start. I think it's going to be more Ryan. He's Patrick. not going to start. Uh, no. And the offensive line is, yeah. you know, a little better. It's still not great. Um, so I don't know if that if the offense is really that great, but I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Yeah, which I think is an important thing for running back and going in the twelfth round. You said yeah, going in the twelfth round, I'll, I'll, I would definitely take Jordan Howard. I um, just just because of the opportunity he's going to get, he's going to be the yeah. lead back there, and he played well in Philadelphia last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And even if he plays like he did with Chicago, which is not that good. If he gets 250 carries like he did in Chicago, he's going to be he's still an RB two. Yeah, he's somebody you can sell. So. Not not a guy I want to start on my team, but somebody you could sell really, on the yeah. team who needs running back. Exactly. But in the in the 11th to 12th round, I'm absolutely going to take Jordan Howard. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Darius guys. I think this one's going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> maybe sure. maybe not. Uh, so guys sprained his MCL. This poor man. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the injury history on this guy. (laughs) It's absurd. He was drafted in 2018. uh, And in the preseason of 2018, he had an ACL tear um, and they had to reconstruct his ACL. uh, And so he he recovered from that, came back last off season. um, And he had a week one meniscus tear. uh, And so basically didn't play for six to eight weeks finally came back because he did surgery on that as well and then he finally came back in week 14 and, and uh, sprained his mcl so 
since he's been in the league for two years and he's had mm-hmm. four, uh, three, I'm sorry, three leg injuries, all of medium and high severity. So, uh, I think, I think for Darius Geis, it's concerning that he's had all these injuries. It's concerning that his knees are this weak. <laughs> and it's also concerning, yeah. uh, that uh, the guy that they drafted Antonio Gibson, as much as I like him, and as much as I would love for Antonio Gibson to be the next Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. for the Redskins, I don't know that he's going to play running back for this football team. And we don't know much about him. And he's also a fourth round running back slash wide receiver. So opportunity for him is going to be scarce, at least early in the season. So you're left with two guys on the Redskins who are going to fight for running back work. Um, North, uh, what is it? What is his name? Not North Turner. Um, Ron Rivera and North Turner's son is the offensive coordinator, by the way. Um, oh, okay. They love, they love, love, love workhorse running backs. Sure. And I think that's what they want Darius guys to be because on paper and or on film, I should say not on paper on film. He's a good pass catcher. He's good in open space. He's a great guy on the ground. Like I love Darius guys. I still love Darius guys to this day, but, um, it is very much concerning that he's had those two massive injuries. Now, if, if, uh, you know, Ron Rivera goes back to that workhorse running back system and he uses Darius Geis in that role, like he used Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, not in the exact way he used Christian McCaffrey, just in the context that he gave Christian McCaffrey 300 plus touches every year. Uh, if they do give that to Darius Geis this year and he stays healthy, I think he's a, he, he can be a breakout player this year. The problem is, is that he's gonna, he's gonna get hurt. It's, I hate to say it. I love Darius guys, but so yeah. On paper, I I would say tough, man. I absolutely so want to target Darius guys yeah. on paper. Um, his situation, he's the lead back. He didn't play that much last year, and when he did, he showed flashes of being really mm-hmm. good. Um, he's still only twenty three, but I, I'm going to. I, I'm not going to target. Darius guys. Okay. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to avoid him. Uh, just be, just because I think like you said, he's going to get hurt again. He's had three major leg injuries in two years. Dang dude. Um, he's played a total of five games. Just thinking about in two it. Years. That's crazy. He only started in one game in two years. And yeah. I have a feeling if he gets, if he gets hurt again, they're going to go to, they're going to have an, uh, Antonio Gibson and Adrian <laughs> Peterson running back. Like, yeah, a, I mean, right. Backfield. So, I think, uh, I mean, right now his ADP is in the seventh round, according to the fantasy fantasy pros. So that's um, like a round or two high for me. Um, yeah. If he starts to fall to like, you know, ninth, 10th round, I yeah. think at that point I I'd be more okay with taking him yeah. as a flyer because he has that upside. If he can stay healthy, he could be really good. It's just health is such a concern at this point for Darius guys. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's a target for me. Um, just because right. I think, there really is no one else there. Peterson's holding on to hope, and I don't know what the plan is for him in terms of how they're going to utilize him. Um, you know, Darius Geis, he just has so much talent. He's starting to enter into that Jarek McKinnon, uh, Donta Foreman. You remember him in Houston? Yeah. He's entering that territory where one more injury and he's going to be forgotten about and he's never going to have any fantasy relevance. You know what I mean? All those people who drafted him in dynasty two years ago are going to be crying because they probably already sold him to be honest with you. But, uh, 
you know, so anyway, for me, I'm going to have to target guys. I think it's worth, if he's a seventh round pick, it's worth getting him, getting him on your team, holding him on the bench, you know, seventh, eighth round pick and just seeing what's there. Because if he is the starter in an offense that likes workhorses, they're going to find a workhorse. And Peterson's not that, you know, they'll get Peterson on the field because he's talented and he's good. But I think guys is the guy for the job there. And I think he, could reach 250 touches next year. And if he does that, obviously I think production wise, you know, and you know, fantasy wise, it'll probably result in, you know, at least a mid range RB two performance. But the big question, and it's obviously still a concern for me where, like you said, if, if he really does end up a guy like in the fifth round, I'm staying away from him. I'm avoiding him. But if he's, if he's a seventh round, eighth round, ninth round pick, I'm for sure going to go and target him. So I guess for me, the, the decision on this guy is, is uh, more or less related to his ADP, but I as love, right now, though. I love, I love so much Darius guys. As of right now, based on today's ADP, I'm going to say target him. Okay. Um, so it, it is a tough one. He has a fantasy point per opportunity of 1.1. 1. 1, so yeah, I think I think if he stays healthy, he he definitely has a chance to be very solid. I like him a lot. It's just because he's young, like you yeah. know what I mean. And I just don't my but the thing I was scared about is that he's got, you know, another injury in him, and that you know I'm gonna waste a seventh round, eighth round pick on the guy, and he's gonna end up like spraining his MCL again. Um, but the, there's other parts to that whole conversation too. Of, you know, like what a lot of people don't realize about running backs is that sometimes there's just a guy who is going to get injured all the time and it's just going to happen. And they might even have their career ended because of injuries and all that stuff. Right. Sometimes the guys are just like that. A lot of times players are injury prone, not because of their own fault, but because the trainers and the staff for the team they play for are terrible at what they do. You know what I yeah. mean? And they're just not, they're not getting the player ready or in position to stay healthy. You know what I mean? Some guys just get hurt and it happens, but the guys that are injury prone are always stuck in the same systems for long periods of time. It would not surprise me with how bad the Redskins are just as a team management wise, everything that they have a terrible training staff and they don't prepare their players for football. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 I definitely wouldn't be surprised at that. So I, I don't know if it's the staff. I don't know if it's him just being injury prone. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, but I hope to God that this kid can end up, you know, having a, cause he's, he's the starting running back. It's yeah. There's no one else there. Chris Thompson's gone. Adrian Peterson's, you know, old 35 and Antonio Gibson's a fourth round pick. So it's either going to be Geis or Gibson. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, Peterson did have like 150 carries last year, so. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the starter for that team? I don't even know. Last uh, year? Yeah. Geis, because Geis, Geis well, in the first. When Geis came in. The Geis in the first game of the season against Philly, um, before I believe he got hurt, he had 13 touches. So. Um, uh, Peterson had 211 carries last year. Oh, yeah. That, see, that makes sense. And then he came in and played four games and got hurt again so i i don't know i don't it's it's gonna be tough on guys i don't he's gonna fluctuate a lot i feel like but i'll target him yeah. i'll do it i'll just target all him. right 
Uh, the final guy, Chris Carson. We all know. We all know the name. We all know what he's done. Uh, undrafted free agent to one of the best running backs in the in the in fantasy football. I was gonna say in the league, but I'll say fantasy football. <laughs> uh, and so he's been very good. He's a good running back. He kind of he's a little bit like uh, like Marshawn Lynch in his running style, which is probably why Pete Carroll loves him. Um, so not a not a bad running back. He had games where you watched him run and you were like, holy crap, this guy's insanely good. And then there was games where you were like, oh, this guy is not very good at all. He's an undrafted free agent. So consistency is probably why he didn't get drafted at all. Um, but anyway, I like Chris Carson a lot. Uh, last year he got, he fractured his hip in week 16 and he ended up, I believe having to have hip surgery. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, so he ended up getting hurt with a, a hip injury last year in week 16. Um, the rumors are floating around that he will be able to go. He'll be a full go in training camp and then he'll be able to start the season and that he's progressing well from his injury. So that's good news for running backs. You know what I mean? In their mid twenties, uh, getting a hip injury like Chris Carson did, isn't a good sign for success. Um, but I, I think for Chris Carson, it's not the thing that the big thing that's going to kill Chris Carson is not the injuries. It's the fact that he fumbles regularly and yeah. um, that might be killed. He wasn't undrafted. He was the second to last seventh, pick in the draft. Seventh round. I seventh think. round pick 31. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so pretty, I'm pretty much undrafted. I'm going to say the unfortunate part right now, his ADP is number 26, which is third round. I'm going to have yeah. to say that I'm going to avoid the, the, the red, uh, the Redskins, the um, Seahawks, I should say, have the 30th hardest schedule in the league. Chris Carson's coming off a hip injury. He's on a team where they don't even know if they want to use Rashad Penny. There's rumors floating around that they might go out and sign uh, Marshawn Lynch. There's rumors that they might go out and sign Carlos Hyde. Uh, they might go out and sign both because Pete Carroll is an idiot. Um, but I just don't like Chris Carson this year. I think a lot of people are going to purchase him in the third round, and I think he's going to end up coming out and just completely failing miserably in fantasy football, that is. And, uh, and you know... A lot of people are going to be burned. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, we might see a lot of Penny, but Penny's, <laughs> he's also hurt. So, so whatever. So here's, here's my thing with Chris Carson. I'm very, I'm very torn. He's another guy that I'm very torn on for this year. I don't like him where he's going. I don't like him 26th overall. I think that's, that's too early for him. But at the same time, one of the things that yeah. always concerned me with Chris Carson yeah. was, that Rashard Penny was always right there Rashad. and he would never be a true workhorse because of that. Um, Rashard. I think Rashad, 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 Rashad. Um, Mr. Penny is, he obviously had yeah. a gruesome ACL injury and yeah, I think he had a sprain too. Right. He, it was on one play. Um, he's expected to not play in the beginning of the season, mm. which means who knows when he'll come back during the season next year. It would probably be safe to say Chris Carson gets a majority of the work at the early part. I of the think season. in the beginning part of the season, Chris Carson is going to be an insane workhorse. He's going to be getting like 25 carries. He's going to get involved in the pat like 20 to 25 carries involved in the passing game. Like he's going to be in- yeah. an insane workhorse. Uh, the problem is, is when Penny comes back, because That's if you remember be last year, in the middle of the season, it looked like Penny was almost stealing Carson's job. Yeah, There were some games where Penny was going off and 
Carson was kind of just sitting on the sidelines and they were just running the hot hand with Penny. So when Penny comes back, I don't know if Chris Carson is going to be the workhorse, but Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the season, at least I think he will be. And as of right now, Marshawn Lynch is not on the team and Carlos Hyde is not on the team. So I like him at that point. If they sign Marshawn Lynch, I would still be okay with it because I don't think Lynch is going to be like... He's not going to steal like, work, but I think it'll... He's not going to steal enough work to hurt Carson that bad, but no, I think it'll he, be enough to see a noticeable difference from Carson last year to this year. See, I don't even know about that because I don't okay. think Lynch would get... A, like In the playoff game last year when Penny and Carson got hurt mm-hmm. and they signed Lynch to be like the the, run, the guy, he only had yeah. like 12 carries. Okay. And 12 carries for 34 yards. So I don't think... If you add, if you put Carson on that team, I don't think Lynch gets more than like five or six carries in the game. Now, granted, he might take some goal line work, um, mm-hmm. so that maybe could hurt. But I don't, I don't know if if they signed Hyde and Marshawn Lynch, then that definitely takes. Away I don't think they signed Carson. both, but you're still talking about you know the rookie they drafted, uh, and then sure DJ Dallas is his name, I think. Uh, and then yeah. uh, Travis Homer as well, also on that team. So I think it, they got think they got like cool. six running backs. So it's 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 yeah. a it's an interesting scenario. I think Carson, the big thing for Carson is is workload. And it, it, does he in the early part of the season get you know without Rashad Penny for like three four weeks maybe? If he's on the pup, it'll end up being six to eight. So it's like if he's on if he's the main guy for that long, you know, does he end up being? you know, the guy that gets the 15, 20 touches a game that you were talking about, you know what I mean? Or does he just completely lose his job to a backup? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just, it's kind of in the middle there. I don't think Carson's bad, but I just, I think Pete Carroll's always looking for the next thing. And uh, he is. So I don't know how much to expect. Like, we don't even know what's going to happen with Penny. They're, They're speculating he could start week one, not start, but he could play week one. Um, and then they're speculating that, you know, he might not even be available, you know what I mean? Until week eight. So it's like, we just don't know what's going on with him. But, uh, for me, the biggest thing is just strength of schedule and the fact that his ADP is, is it 26 overall right now. So it's so, like, that's, yeah, that's wicked high because of the, those two reasons, especially I'm yeah. going to say avoid Chris Carson as well. I yeah. think it's the schedule's really tough for the Seahawks this year. Um, and that's just too yeah. early for me. There's guys that are going in that spot, like Miles Sanders, uh, Melvin Gordon. Like, right. there's some players I'd rather have than Chris Carson right now going in that spot. Okay. Sounds good. Austin Eckler, too. Like, he's in that range as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have some of those guys than Chris Carson. But anyway. Right. Um, That'll do it for this, uh, this edition of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Wide receivers to target running wide receivers and running backs to target or avoid for this season. Hopefully this was a helpful informative to you for your 2020 fantasy football season. Don't forget if you want the, uh, if you want to be a writer for the fantasy champions, please DM us. It's fun. For sure. Join us. Don't forget to check out our website at the, don't forget to check out our website at the fantasychampions.com. See you on Thursday. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.